You are listening to a Banzai Retro Club podcast. Language and topics may not always be appropriate for younger listeners. Press 1 for a groovy topic from the 1970s. Press 2 for an awesome topic from the 1980s. Or press 3 for a slamming topic from the 1990s. Please choose now. Too late. We have made your selection for you. Let's start the show. Hey everybody, Sunday, June 14th, 2020, at 7.05 p.m. Central Standard Time. I am home from vacation. Actually, we just got home, what, four hours ago? Yeah, about four hours ago. And uh, we were at Florida for the last week. Uh, I guess if you listened to the last Essential Movie episode, then you know that I was recording from the balcony, and I think the audio pretty much suck. Um, I'm gonna re I'm gonna re-listen to it or listen to it again, just so that I can kind of tell myself that if the conditions uh, don't provide themselves, so that I can record in peace somewhere, then I uh, I'm just not gonna do it. Uh, so, if you guys listened to the Hannah and our sisters episode and you thought it was just fine, um, that's cool. But I think I'll re-listen to it and get a little more critical ear to it being, you know, what I think would be interesting to listen to or better to listen to, you know, auditory uh, anyway. So, I don't know. I don't know if I'm just kind of rambling and I'm getting a little down on myself on that one um i don't know if i should have even bothered maybe i should have just waited um but i had told myself that if at all possible i wasn't going to take a break from these episodes i want them to post every friday because i want to i don't want to say rush through the list that's not fair but i just want to provide that content as an ongoing thing uh, so the way that this is going to work out, I mean, obviously I'm just now on the other side of the list going down from, uh, the middle point, but it's still going to be another, at least a year of content because there's what, 52 weeks in a year. So we got a ways to go on this journey. And if I take breaks or if I, if there's a lapse, then this journey is going to take that much longer. So I don't want to stop the train. I don't want to stop the momentum. I want to keep going. So um, personally, just got back from driving up from Florida. We were out in Florida for the past week. Uh, we spent a lot of time at the beach. And I got to tell you, it was just absolutely beautiful. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, I loved having a change of scenery. And you couldn't ask for a nicer change of scenery. We had gotten a little worried because there was a tropical storm that was coming up. I think it was called uh, Cristobal. Uh, and we were looking at the weather report and we're like, shit, we really shouldn't go on this particular vacation because that's right where it's going to hit. And we're just going to have nothing but really crappy weather and who knows what kind of damage it's going to do. Um, but 
you know, having the discussion, uh, we already, you know, we're fighting against, you know, the fears of being, uh, getting the virus, getting the coronavirus, uh, COVID-19, you know, so we already had that strike against us, but then we're adding this, you know, this weather thing going on and you're like, fuck, you know, I'm just going to, I can't go on vacation, right? So we, we bit the bullet. And we were like, we're just going to go. We're going to go. We're going to try to have a good time. This is about a change of scenery. Uh, it's not about, you know, just being locked down and being afraid of getting the virus. And it's, you know, not to be irresponsible. Trust me, that's not where my head's at. In fact, that's the reason why we drove. We had big discussions about whether to drive or to fly, uh, knowing that it was going to be way easier to fly. You know, and we thought, God, we just don't know what kind of precautions are along in the airport. Uh, and everyone says all these nice things about, oh, you got to stay socially distanced. You got to wear your mask. And I got to tell you, when we're down in Florida, there's a lot, not a lot of people doing that. So we, we were in areas that I kind of felt uncomfortable where I thought, you know, people aren't really taking this shit seriously. Um, so, you know, we did our best to try to keep, you know, distance from people and not be in overly crowded areas. In fact, there was a beach that we went to, we went down a little further around the beach that we're at to another part of the beach that was just way overcrowded. And I've got a picture that I took on my phone and it's like, fuck, these people just don't really care. You know, because they were so close right next to each other. They were on the water. They were just packed in. We were kind of at a distance because we're at the pier looking down at them. And the pier wasn't busy at all, which is why we felt fine walking down it and just kind of looking around. Uh, we went to a few shops, and there's a lot of people there that were not really being, you know, socially distanced from each other. So in a way, in, mentally, I was like, crap. You know, this if if I'm gonna get sick, I'll have to look back at this moment because this got me there. Um, so we saw that. Um, but the area that we're staying at, the condo we were in, we were isolated. You know, and the beach that we were going to regularly, no one was next to us. No, and it was almost barren compared to what we saw at that other beach so i think for for the you know for the most part we were very aware and conscious and making sure that we were removed from situations where it wasn't where we were we weren't going to be around a lot of other people so i think we did a fair job of trying to police ourselves of making sure we're not you know putting ourselves in that situation even though there was that one day that we were in some shops that you know there were people that were relatively close but it's like you know now that you know that's shit that we've got to think about right and i'm like you know i'm on vacation i don't want to you know i don't want to have to think about that stuff but you look at you know all of the you know, economies that want to reopen and you have to think about that stuff and you have to be safe and you have to be you know what what do you feel comfortable at and so there was a lot of the vacation where 
when we weren't in our social or in our normal situation being in our condo just with us you know the four of us my uh my wife and two kids or we weren't down at the beach where we weren't close to anyone else when we were in a situation we put ourselves in a situation where we were near a lot of other people and it it kind of made me nervous and so that's kind of where my head was at some of the time that I was on vacation the other times that I was on vacation it was just at the condo or we were just hanging at the beach or we went down to the uh, the shared pool area and it was just us in the shared pool it was friggin fantastic I mean I have got some I got I got tan I didn't get burned I mean I got a little burned in my back but I mean I got a nice tan I'm rocking right now and I don't think there's anyone else here in the Chicagoland area that has a nice, you know, as nice a tan as I've got. So I got some good sun, man. I mean, I even, I normally, because I, you know, shave my head off, shave my head off, shave my hair off, then I, um, you know, I'm bald by choice. Um, well, we'll have to revisit that. I don't know by choice is really a fair way, but that, um, it was happening anyway. I was I was losing stuff back there. I, I I said fuck it and I just shaved it all off. That is what it is. That's a whole different other story. But normally I'm always putting a hat on. I usually have like a ball cap on. Uh, so that I cannot get sunburn on my head. Because I heard that was really bad uh, when you had that situation. So I've always been very reluctant to exposing for an extended period of time my head. But, you know, this this particular trip, I was like, you know what? I just really want to make sure that I can get, you know, kind of tanned throughout. So I was good about, really good about putting, uh, you know, sun lotion on the top of my head. And because I did, you know, the tan is throughout. It's throughout my, my whole body, you know, other than where my swim trunks were. But, you know, I've got, you know, a decent amount of sun, and even on the top of my head, which is great. When I got home, my eldest daughter, who didn't go with us, she's like, my God, you're tan. And I was like, yes, awesome, I've done it, mission accomplished. So, there's a lot of other things to talk about on the vacation. In fact, I read my first, like, physical book ever, and it really kind of touched me. But I don't want to continue going down this road, you know, on this particular episode because otherwise I'm going to be sitting here regurgitating all the shit that happened on vacation and nothing about retro stuff. You guys didn't sign up for that. I think we should get started on the mission at hand, which is our next Essential 80s movie episode. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to insert the bumper here and take a sip of bourbon. Good stuff. I miss Larceny. This is a something podcast. family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Ghostbusters! Ghostbusters.
Our courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your supernatural elimination needs. We're ready to believe you. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! Ex to each other. Party on, dudes! Hey, this is Dave, and this is Bonsai Retro Club. Thank you for tuning in once again. I do appreciate you, our listener, and I want you to know that uh, you mean a lot to me. You mean a lot to all of us, Suzanne, Scott, and Rose. Uh, so, uh, you know, we do appreciate those that are tuning in, checking us out. If you're a regular listener, that means the role to us. Uh, this is the first time checking us out. Hopefully this is something that's going to be your jam and you like the retro topics and you continue to uh, tune in. Uh, so what we're doing on this specific episode is this is an essential movie episode, uh, which means that I found this list on RottenTomatoes.com. And what it is, is they had broken down 140 essential 1980s movies. When I found this list, uh, which was quite a bit after they had originally posted it, I took it upon as my personal challenge to record an episode for every one of the movies that they had listed. So all 140. So I started back at 140, working my way to number one. So I am now, let me get that list back up. At number 68, which is big, 1988. Uh, and then what I normally do at this point in the program is I insert the trailer for the movie. So I'll do that here. For Josh Baskin, life was a little unfair. Until he made a little wish. I wish I were big. Sweetheart, it's 7.30, are you up? Josh! 20th Century Fox presents... Tom Hanks. Big. I turned into a grown-up, Mom. I made this wish on a machine, and it turned me into a grown-up. So now what? You'll get a job. Cannot get a job. I'll do my way I play with all of this stuff, and then I tell them what I think. Can they pay you for that? Suckers! Vice President, he's only been here a week. See that girl over there in the red? Short up her legs around you so tight, you'll be begging for mercy. Well, I'll stay away from her, then. I loved your ideas on the squeezy doll line. Thanks. What were you like when you were younger? Ah! Oh, well, I wasn't much different. Who are you? I'm his girlfriend. I want to spend the night with you. Do you mean sleep over? Yeah. Okay. But I get to be on top. What is so special about Basket? He's a grown-up. How do I feel about what? How do you, how do you feel about me? You're only young once. This is important! I'm your best friend. What's more important than that, huh? But for Josh... I miss my family, Susan, and I want to go home. 
Oh, my God, you're married. It just might last a lifetime. You'll never forget Tom Hanks. It's Beluga. Because I don't have my Google device handy to give me the synopsis, I'm just going to read it from Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, more than anything else, 13-year-old New Jerseyite Josh wants to be big. That's the wish he makes at an odd-looking amusement pier fortune-telling machine. The next morning, Josh wakes up only to discover that he's grown to manhood overnight. This is the part where Tom Hanks takes over. Uh, still a 13-year-old mentally and emotionally, Josh decides to hide out in New York City until he can figure out what to do next. He lucks into a job with a major toy company run by a kid at heart, McMillan, who's played by Robert Logilia. Logilia? How do you say that? I said that wrong. Uh, by calmly bringing a child's eye view to McMillan's business, Josh rises to the top and in process he falls in love with his fellow employee's employee Suzanne Susan who is uh, Elizabeth Perkins um, which she's pretty hot in this movie by the way I think uh, but he's still a kid and he'd like to go back to his own world and his own body uh, this is written by Gary Ross and Ann Spielberg big proved a crucial success for the budding directing director Penny Marshall who worked harmoniously with Hanks again on a radically different A League of Their Own. Um, this is this is a great movie, dudes. I love this movie. Um, what I remember learning about, and this was after I'd seen it, you know, a few times, was that the sequences that uh, Tom Hanks had done they had actually filmed with the 13-year-old boy, uh, in this case, a, a boy named David Moscow. Uh, so he actually filmed all the sequences that Tom Hanks would play, and then Tom Hanks imitated David Moscow. Um, this is what I'd read at one time. And this is, you know, what, hopefully that's true, because I'm going to go that that is true. And I don't want anybody to tell me any differently because you're going to ruin a movie for me. So I love the idea that the entire the entire movie was played originally by the kid. And then Tom Hanks would rewatch it and act like the kid. I've got mad respect for Tom Hanks. Mad, mad respect. And I've got mad respect for Penny Marshall as a director. So this is just a match made in heaven i think it's phenomenal i completely see why it's on the list i'm surprised it's not higher up on the list but i love the fact that it's here um big is just there's so many great things about this movie um you know if if i say zoltan then is it zoltan Zolt, zoltar if I say Soltar, you should know exactly what I'm talking about. You know I'm talking about the fortune-telling machine. Um, I actually run across one of those at a ice cream parlor. Um, I want to say three, four years ago. Uh, we went, the family went on a, um, 
uh, I don't know what to put it, but let's say a we 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 put together a list of all some local ice cream shops in the Chicagoland area, the suburbs, and our plan was that we would go through record a short video around you know what we were doing that day and then we would rate each you know each ice cream from each one of these different places and it was like five of them and then you know we would have kind of like a video thing you know that we would compile together of our our family journey going to all these five different ice cream parlors one of the ice cream parlors and i forgot which one had one of these fortune telling machines and i could not pass by without having you know but you know at that point it was a dollar you know to have my fortune um i didn't ask for it to be big but you know i remember getting kind of the the little standard fortune blurb thing out and thinking how cool it was to actually interact with one of those machines um if you come across if you're a retro fan and you come across one of those these zoltan zoltan zotar i've got to look this up now um, give me one second here. Big fortune teller machine. See, I should know this, and I shouldn't be googling Zoltar. Jesus, I don't know why. I ha why did I have to look that up? I knew that Zoltar. Um, if you run into a Zoltar machine, I know. Shame on me. Look, I just broke one of my rules. I just did, and you guys. And I'm sorry. the The big rule of the essential movie episodes is do not Google and look things up. I just did that. I violated one of my commandments. Uh, so um, I don't know what I should be punished in some way. Um, I don't know what that is, but maybe on maybe on the next one that I record, I've got to do a a funny voice as um you know for the duration of the episode as punishment because i had um uh violated my commandment of not looking anything up but back to the point zoltar if you come across one of those machines you know then as a retro fan you're required you're absolutely required to go ahead and drop some money in and get your fortune uh you know provided by zoltar um, you just can't. You can't pass that up. You can't pass up that opportunity ever. And I know with inflation, it's no longer 25 cents. And it's not going to work if you make sure it's unplugged like it was in the movie Big. But regardless, you should still interact with one of those machines because they're just so damn cool. Uh, and this movie really put it on the map. Um, so... Just quickly go through the movie, what I remember. It's been a while since I've seen it. Um, Josh Baskin, uh, you know, he is trying to get on a carnival ride. He's not tall enough, and he's trying to impress this girl um, that's with other friends, and he's not allowed on because he's not, you know, the right size. So he runs into the Zoltar machine, and he... Uh, you know, makes a wish that he wants to be big. The following morning, he wakes up and he is the size of Tom Hanks. 
uh, he, conf- he he has to convince his friend Billy that he is Josh and then once he's done that then they have to figure out how to get him back to being a kid again their plan is to find the Zoltar machine and make the same wish but the only way they go back to the spot that they originally where he was and it's not there anymore so they end up having to go to a um, some sort of like I forget what it was but it was some, some somewhere where they got a list of where the machine was and they would have to wait uh, like six weeks before they were uh, they were given the list of where the Zoltar machine was going to is uh, so while he's waiting for this list to find out where the machine is, then he has to, you know, he no longer can live at home because his mother doesn't, you know, know what happened to him. Uh, so they, he hides out in New York, gets a job, uh, at the toy company, like I had mentioned, and he actually does quite well because he's able to give a kid perspective of the toys that they're developing and so it really goes you know he really does really well because he has a you know a 13 year old mentality on um you know the you know the toys that they're developing not one of my favorite lines was not favorite lines but favorite sequences was when they're all in a boardroom and this one guy is giving his pitch and it's a building that transforms into a robot. <clears throat> and Tom Hanks, who's playing Josh, you know, he raises his hand. He's like, I don't get it. He goes, who wants to play with a building? You know, and then he starts spewing off different ideas. Like, why can't it be like a prehistoric bug? You know, and then everybody gets all excited. And, you know, he's like, you know, coming up with all these great concepts and the whole time I'm watching the sequence and I'm like I forget how old I am but I'm like you know it's so right on because who would want to play with a building that's stupid and it's like if I ever got to that point where you know if I was in a worked at a toy company and I thought the idea of you know a transforming robot into a building and I didn't have the balls to say something I it's like then I shouldn't be working there. Um, so whether you're, you know, somebody that had formerly been a 13-year-old and you got transferred into an adult body or not, if you're ever around and somebody's presenting a dumb idea like that and you don't have the cojones to say something, then, you know, just, I don't know, man, get the fuck out of there. You, you don't belong there. You've got you've to be able to speak up. And I don't even know why I go down that road. But anyway, I just remember the sequence and I was like, yeah, that was a dumb idea. Um, another fun part was when they were at the, the cocktail party and Josh is, you know, trying the, um, they had like the little tiny corn, which is like, I, I forget what it's called, but it's like a lot of times you'll see them in the Chinese dishes and he's sitting there trying to eat it like corn on the cob. Um, so that part was kind of funny. Um, let alone his outfit. His outfit was hilarious too. 
you know, the, uh, um, the tuxedo, uh, that just really was over the top. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, I, I can sit here and just ramble just different parts of the movie, I, you know, that I just love. You know, there was like an 80s game that he was playing where he had to, it was kind of Zorkish, but it had like a graphic uh, interface on it where he had to grab the sword and, um, you know, uh, do something to the ice wizard. I forget what it was. But anyway, I, you know, it was so nostalgic for the 80s. It was fantastic because of that. Um, there's so many, so much great things about this movie. If you haven't seen it, man, drop what you're doing. Well, obviously listen to the rest of this podcast, but then drop what you're doing and go watch the movie. I mean, damn, it's that good. Um, I love this movie. Absolutely love this movie. In fact, I I may have to look to see if it is available like on Netflix or uh, Amazon Prime or something. You know, because I want to see it again now. I, and I should have rewatched it before I started talking about it right now, but I don't know. It just for some reason, you know, I got in the froggy mood where it's like it's Sunday night. I should be podcasting, and so I just started, you know, jumping into it. Um, so that's where I'm at. Um, I'm probably going to be sleeping really well because I drove that whole distance, um, not like in one one whole trip but the the drive from florida is like 19 hours so uh going to and coming back i was uh under the designated long distance driver uh and this is me going back onto the vacation thing you guys don't want to hear that you want to continue hearing about big i'm sorry i'm rambling um just anyway feeling a little punchy i should probably be going to bed early tonight because I have to work again tomorrow. Uh, and, um, you know, between having driven eight hours today and then getting some bourbon in me and now talking about pig, kind of getting a little tired. So maybe I should be wrapping some stuff up here, right? Have another sip of bourbon, Dave. <sighs> All right, well, then what I'll do is I'll just wrap some... Wrap this up. Remind you all, we have a website. That's bonsairetroclub.com. Please click the link that says Team Bonsai. On that, you're going to see a profile for each one of us. Me, uh, Dave again. Uh, and no, again, is not my last name. It's just Dave. Uh, and then Scott, Rose, and Suzanne. And you also see links to all of our different social media stuff. So if you go to the Team Bonsai section... Click on the little icons that's over there by our names and you'll get to all the different Instagrams and uh, Facebooks and blah, blah, blah that we're doing. So follow us and all that. Interact with us. We'd appreciate it. You want to drop us an email. That's McFly at BonsaiRetroClub.com. You want to give us a rating review on iTunes. We would greatly appreciate it. If you're on the Podbean app and you want to hit the little follow button or even write a comment on one of these episodes, that would be very cool too. This is the part where I remind everybody that uh, I want you to be excellent to each other. And yes, I did see the trailer to Bill and Ted 3. 
so I'm going to continue to say be excellent to each other, and I'm cautiously optimistic, hoping that Bill and Ted 3 Face the Music is going to be awesome. Uh, with all that being said, I want to just say have a good whatever, because I have no idea when you're going to listen to this, and bye bye This has been a Bonsai Retro Club production. Bonsai, Daniel said. Hey, Bonsai! 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 <laughs> On our next episode. We are going to be talking about number 67, which is Lost in America, released 1985. Sometimes